0: Why is it that we feel like I can go out to eat, to eat for dinner, easily drop hundred plus bucks, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I hesitate for years to buy new like socks or t shirts is this is this just me <laughs> no I'm like That's the a other really day good I realize I have some t shirts like you know the white kind you just wear under yeah. top oh god that are at least five years old mm-hmm. I mean, I think I've had some at times mm-hmm. that like. A oh, lot God. more than that, and I never think to replace them. Right. And then I go to, and then I, the other day yeah. I was like, "Oh, wait, I should buy some fresh T-shirts." I'm like, oh, "I can't." Spend you hesitated.
1: Money. You hesitated. Like Thirty bucks. I'm like, 30 bucks, man." You know what? I don't know. My theory is that it's just boring.
0: yeah it's
1: like dinner is always going to be more fun than a white t-shirt yeah however that white t-shirt lives with us every
0: Every single day this is gross so we really (laughs) so i did i i leveled up
1: you leveled up
0: and uh i don't know you know how the algorithm works it's like there is i think they sell it at target there's a new newer brand tommy john that makes like t-shirts and underwear and stuff and they it's been in my feed is it tommy or john both it's Tommy, Tommy and, John. and John got Jeez, together Tommy and John <laughs> reinvented the t-shirt and so I like I'm gonna buy some but they they were not cheap you were not
1: okay but I what's special about them can you just share like why is it better
0: I have no idea I'm currently Are you waiting not, for him to get in the mail no I have okay. it on right now I'm not You're, fully convinced yet
1: so maybe it takes a couple of days to figure but out it, what's was so le- special. it was a
0: leveling up okay. from just the basic you Way know to pains or whatever
1: maybe it's just how you feel you it's know it's just me yeah that's just how you feel. You Joe, feel back
0: like, me up here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. You should have saved the money and gone out to another dinner. <laughs> yeah. That's my two cents. You don't get any compliments on your undershirts. That's right. There's no, no ROI no, there. No. no. Joe's
1: no. actually thinking, A, I don't wear undershirts or socks. He's yeah. like,
0: bare chest, baby. Uh, my wife like, I just throw gets throw that so furious off. at me because I have like probably 60% of my socks have holes in them, and oh, I don't yeah. want to get new ones. Oh, you're yeah. one of those people. Yeah. Well,
1: because same thing do yeah.
0: i want to spend the money on no socks? you want to go out no. to dinner yeah Or actually i don't want to get out of dinner but i want to do something fun an adventure it. an adventure yeah, that's what you want there it is mm-hmm. but yeah see it stops for me if if there's a hole in the sock it's, it's going dead. straight in the trash okay it just bugs me
1: got a line it's because your toe pops Got through. boundaries, folks. Got boundaries. <laughs> folks. You should. You are um, the CEO and owner of a coaching company where we work on boundaries with others. Right. So it's really important for me to hear that you have some.
0: Well, when you're a CEO, yeah, CEO. it really matters yeah. these things.
1: Your boundaries have to be bigger and better than all of <laughs> ours.
0: Okay. So I want to give a shout out today to Daniel, who uh, has been in the membership and doing some coaching and I just thought this was maybe helpful for people who I think a lot of people will resonate with this. He had been um, working on some goals, getting momentum and thinking about what's next career wise before the end of the year. And then holidays hit January hits like he he basically said the other day, listen, I just need kind of a kick in the butt. I've I have fallen behind. I've kind of like stalled out. And it's just all the busyness and the new year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I just wanna get back on track. And I said, Way to go. Like, how awesome. Like, it was just such a humble, honest moment of like, I'm not gonna to try to sugarcoat it, and make excuses. I just need to get back on track. Mm-hmm. I need help because uh, I'm busy and overwhelmed. And I just thought that was such a cool moment. So then we kind of dove back into all right, where were we with the plan? Pulled the plan back out. And um kind of did a bit of a deep dive mm-hmm. to get re-energized. Mm-hmm. And he said, Okay, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so much more energized. Like that mo that motivation came back mm-hmm. and I'm ready to take that next step. But then he, this is what he did, which everyone does. He started thinking, like, okay, so what are the next 10 steps I oh, need to gosh. take? Yeah, no. And I just called him nope. really blunt, like, no no no, 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 no. One step. Yep. Now, He's an achiever type, like a lot of people we might work with. Mm -hmm. And so you could see in his face in that moment the discomfort, like, Mm -hmm. oh, but that's not enough. Like Like, one
1: step wasn't enough. Yeah. It felt like cop out. Mm -hmm. And
0: I can so relate to that. And and so it was, you know, just cool. This is one of the benefits of coaching. I really leaned in and pushed him on that. Like, just one. Mm -hmm. One is enough. Just one. Do one this week. And then we'll pick one for next week. Mm -hmm. And guess what? If you do the one this week, you might actually feel more energized and do another. That's Mm -hmm. great. Now you exceeded expectations versus falling short. The emotional psychological Mm -hmm. game is so important here. So Mm -hmm. um, just a shout out to Daniel. I thought that was really, really cool of him. Love it. All right. Today (laughs) we want to talk about is LinkedIn worth my time? Because if you haven't picked up yet, we're kind of... We're, we're just starting to talk about some questions that are um, that are popping up or that are popular out there. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like you, Sunday, like to boil the ocean down to, OK, let's think realistically here. Not mm-hmm. what all the guides and tutorials would say. Right. Not all the LinkedIn experts. Their stuff is great. Yeah. You can go look at it for free. But what what really makes the difference? Yep. So I thought we'd talk about it um, kind of on two different fronts uh, because there's a lot of advice out there, but like people are busy. P- people are not spending hours of time checking out your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few things that really matter mm-hmm. the most. Um, and that's what I want to talk about. It's kind of thinking about it from the perspective of who is looking at your LinkedIn, mm-hmm. who Who do you care about looking mm-hmm. at your LinkedIn because we get a lot of questions people in a career transition especially they're like so what's up with the LinkedIn thing i had this just last week and someone said what's up with the LinkedIn am I, like what am i supposed just tell me what am i supposed to do there because mm-hmm. he had been hearing all the tips and things out there of like mm-hmm. well you got to be posting like he's he's just in a job transition this is not like he's not like a, a solopreneur trying to create a brand Mm -hmm. for himself Mm -hmm. and he's like Mm -hmm. do I need to be posting what's the deal with that and Mm -hmm. I just think I want to cut through the clutter
1: yeah I'd love to take it one step even back one step further which is the question really says is it worth my time and the answer is yes (laughs) I know you're going to go into like what what people's perspective is Mm -hmm. but I do have a lot of people who say things like, I'm a very private person, or I don't really like social media, things like that. I'm like, you can hate all the other things, but if you are in transition especially, it's going to ding you to not have one because- People just become skeptical. They look at your resume, then they look at your ringed in.
0: Your ringed in. You're ringed in. in.
1: (laughs) And if you don't exist, it just causes one less thing for them to maybe push your resume to the side. So yes, it is worth your time. It's
0: like the DM you get on social media from someone who doesn't have a picture in their profile. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Or it's just their pet. And you're like, Like, "Um, are you real? Yeah. Are you a weirdo? Like this is, I I totally agree. I remember there was um, a greenhouser a couple years back who was like, I, can, I do not like LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't like social yeah. media. It's like, I get it. That's fine. But at least just set up a profile yeah, just, yeah. because people are going to use it as a checking mechanism to mm-hmm. be like, are you legit? That's it. Does this back up what you said to me?
1: Yeah. Even if you keep that perspective, it's a great step in the right direction. They're just checking you compared to your resume to see if you're legit.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I want to tackle this on two fronts because okay. a lot of people listening are either in one or a lot of times both of these buckets. So for job seekers and for business owners. Mm-hmm. So for job seekers, companies are really checking for le- legitimacy, like we're saying, mm-hmm. whether that's you're in the interview process or headhunters are, are checking out your profile. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the legitimacy factor. And so um, I think y- you want to think about it like the, the mindset I think of is, OK, make my LinkedIn back up my claims. So Mm -hmm. if I had a conversation with you and then you went and checked my LinkedIn, would it actually like back up what happened in that conversation? Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, like there's a lot of talk right now. I actually don't know why. Do you know why? There's a lot of talk about you need to be posting. Like if you're a job seeker, you need to be creating posts on LinkedIn.
1: I know. It's it's because it raises their level of visibility. It might sometimes also show that they're an expert in something. Sometimes they're just trying to catch the eye of... A recruiter they might post on like if you're a big data journalist you're mm. gonna maybe post some things that you just you get it just small discoveries articles yeah. books you read that just says i'm a thinker and i'm a learner
0: yeah okay so whatever i'm, it, but I'm fine It's not with for that. all
1: seasons it's not for all seasons and it's not always, it's not the number one hack and it's I, just I think one what you're
0: pointing out though is it could make sense for some jobs and yep. fields yeah but i not think for, for a lot of like generalist roles it just makes you look a little weird. Like you're trying to prop yourself up too much. <laughs> I think it's a little odd. It's I like,
1: do too. Yeah. And also is, too much. Goal right? here? Yeah. It seems
0: a little fake. So
1: that's a great question for them to just ask. Like, like what is the purpose? What would, what would it, what is the purpose behind posting? What, what does it make you gain? Also yeah. look at others and see what, you, how do you feel when you look at theirs? When they post, you got a good vibe, bad vibe, what vibes <laughs> do you like? You know, like your if you're vibes. feeling like they're all bad vibes, don't do it. Yeah, You know,
0: Okay, well, my point is I actually I think it goes back to what you talk about often with job seekers. It's the resume, the LinkedIn, the interview, that's not what gets you the job. It's the conversations that get you the job. Actually, scratch that interview part. Interview <laughs> it's the definitely. Yeah, I get what that you get saying. you the job. And yeah. so <laughs> like what matters is if your LinkedIn's kind of backing up your claims, then just make sure you have like a good photo of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's well lit. You don't look too small in the like Mm -hmm. look at it where others are looking at it pull up in your phone don't have it on your desktop (laughs) like look at how Mm -hmm. the other person is seeing you Uh and make sure like the photo just looks good um make sure the title and the intro paragraph are um like real human language and Mm -hmm. represent the problem you solve and Mm -hmm. what you're all about that's the main part people are going to see
1: they do barely do they scroll
0: down barely do they scroll down and and then some people will scroll a little so kind of making sure your past mm-hmm. experiences show up the, the yeah. first few you, the way so you want them. To
1: backtrack, it's the photo, the headline and the about section. Yeah. Those three. Yeah, I think the that's three.
0: the most important part to just make sure that's there. You want some of your past experience just making sure those are kind of in place and good enough. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. Of mm-hmm. course there's more you can do with LinkedIn and probably mm-hmm. more you should do. Mm-hmm. But like that's the piece that matters the mm-hmm. most. Um, I just want to point out that for the description, this is where it can be the, the sticking point for people. Mm-hmm. It's like... Uh, the
1: headline or the about section? The about section. Okay, sure. It's
0: kind of like a writer's block. Like you hit that part <laughs> yeah. and you're like, what do I say here? And especially if you're applying to different kinds of jobs, for I example, know. what do you say there? And so um, I would just encourage people to check out the personal brand statement template, which is in our Land Your Ideal Job course. Um, the, the outline's a simple way to talk about yourself clearly, mm-hmm. concisely, yeah. but then here's the kicker in a way that shows the problems that you solve for that company. I just don't think anyone can say this enough because it's easy to talk about yourself, like what you want, because mm-hmm. that's the mindset you're in. Like what job I want. Mm-hmm. The company doesn't care what you want. They care what they want, which is they pay people to solve problems. So it's kind of just that, that shift of perspective. Yeah you know it's almost like a user experience designer like they they don't think about how the company wants it to look they think about how the end user mm-hmm. is is feeling and experiencing it mm-hmm. so just shifting to that side of it
1: i always the one other lens i love to throw out there is if you were to line up a whole wall full of civil engineers Blah 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 blah. They could all write the same thing, and you're like, "Well, which one? Eeny meeny miny moe?" <laughs> yeah. Or is there is there something you wrote that differentiated you just slightly, or mm-hmm. humanized you, or you had a problem solving approach that just made me go, "All right, that one." Versus them all looking like the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Um, I was listening to a copywriter on a podcast this morning. Did this really well. The differentiating factor because uh, you you know, he could advertise their, their company in a million different ways, talking Mm -hmm. about the benefits of copywriting. And when you're creating a website, you need a good copywriter. And that kind of all just goes over your head. Like you don't, it doesn't catch your attention. Mm -hmm. But then he said something that was like, here's the deal. Most people they're creating their website for the first time and they just try to do it themselves. Cause why would you pay for a copywriter? I know how to write words, Mm -hmm. but then they get stuck Yeah, they're frustrated and they overthink it. And then they actually cycle through redoing it time after time after time. And if they're like me, you know, even like paying for people to do it time after time after time. And I end up spending way more money and time on it than if I would have just hired a copywriter from the first place. Yep. (laughs) So it's like now that catches my attention, right? It's like that differentiator Mm -hmm. versus just the blah, blah, blah that every other copywriter says. Exactly. All right. Uh any other thoughts on the job seeker?
1: Mm-mm.
0: I think that's I think, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, well, I guess
1: one more would be like it doesn't hurt to have current references on your LinkedIn yeah. if you're in that mode. Just yeah. don't let your your references be from 10, you know. No, it No, that's a good point if, out. LinkedIn
0: makes it so easy. You just click yeah, and invite ask. someone you've worked with yeah. to write a review on you. Mm-hmm. And and then that also it's very um real like it's another person it was not a stage thing it wasn't like Mm -hmm. i am saying someone else's Mm -hmm. quote they are saying it Mm -hmm. in their pictures next to it
1: yeah that's probably my only one that's good
0: all right so shifting to entrepreneurs business owners solopreneurs whatever you yeah i'm
1: looking forward to hearing this because i don't really focus as much on the linkedin page with the business owners
0: yeah i mean what's funny to me is and we have so many people at greenhouse who are in both buckets Mm -hmm. like they have a job and a business yeah or they're considered they're in one and considering the other mm-hmm. it's all the principles overlap mm-hmm. like curious conversations is the most important thing we talk about with job seekers and with mm-hmm. startup uh, entrepreneurs so i want you to think about linkedin as a channel to help your people like the people that you are trying to serve in your business mm-hmm. think of linkedin as another channel another avenue to help them I think that's the most um clarifying way to think about it cuz there's a million different hacks. I get I think more than 10 DMs a day from from these like LinkedIn experts who are trying to sell me on like how to use LinkedIn to 10x your business.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm just like delete delete delete. <laughs> um because really that stuff is all peripheral. So if you think about it as a way to help your people, then your posts can be ways that um can be like tips and solutions that help them solve their problem. Um so really anything you're doing with um with a client or a customer, if you have a physical product, I mean this is a that's a little different story. Mm-hmm. But um any way that you kind of help them or can solve their problem, any tips or advice you have like we're sharing today, can go into posts and then that's like you're helping them take steps forward Mm -hmm. in a way that's valuable to them they want to see your content they want to share it with others um there's another avenue that linkedin has now called the services page and it's another way to help them which is like you can list yourself as a service provider and then when other people are looking for help they can search their area or certain fields and find you and Mm -hmm. hire you so that's also, I think, a valuable and useful way to use LinkedIn. Yeah, I agree. But both are are, are thinking of it as how do I help my people. Um, LinkedIn is primarily in terms of like who is engaging on that platform compared to Instagram, TikTok, whatever. It's mainly business owners, job seekers, recruiters, and then people just like in a in um. A mode of professional growth Mm -hmm. so i think that's also helpful to think about like Mm -hmm. is your target audience there like Mm -hmm. is that worth your time for us it is because we serve that whole list of people (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but for you may it may not be so you know free yourself up you don't have to use every single platform but but in the end i think the the personal natural tone really stands out on any platform but especially LinkedIn mm-hmm. because it's geared towards that professional mm-hmm. setting.
1: Yeah, I feel like if you are a professional, it's a great place to land. It's just be there. You don't have to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just just be there. Um very funny too. I've had a few people who have like heard some of my tips, you know, what what they should do to spruce up their their yeah. LinkedIn or that. And they're not a business owner and they're not a job seeker. Uh-huh. And they're like Oh, I'd love this. I'd love to give mine a little, little fresh look or something like that. And they're like, but if I make changes, are people going to assume I'm a job seeker now? I just think yeah. it's a riot. And yeah. I'm like, you know, first of all, if anyone asks, you say no. I just listened to a great podcast and they just told me I should up the any. And I'm just kind of updating my look and my skill sets. Yeah. So it really is, it isn't the norm anymore to just change it when you are yeah. a job seeker. You can just, but keep it fresh.
0: Yeah. Um, one other thought for really anyone, but especially the entrepreneur is that not only does natural stand out because a lot of stuff on the platform feels fake or businessy, like Mm -hmm. overly professional, but also the way your content shows up in some ways can be better than the other platforms. So, you know how like the switch that TikTok made is they show your stuff to new people, not just your followers. Mm -hmm. Well, LinkedIn actually was already doing that. No one talks about this, but LinkedIn, let's say I make a post and you like it. Mm -hmm it'll now show up to all of your followers. Mm -hmm. And it's not like clockwork, but Mm -hmm. it can show up to all your followers. Mm -hmm. And then they, one of them likes it, it shows up to all their followers. So I remember one of the first posts I had on LinkedIn for Greenhouse got like 20,000 views. I'm going, what? Like on Instagram, it got three. (laughs) You know, like what's going on? And it's because it can have the snowball effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. also when people open their LinkedIn feed it'll often like show that that last post again Mm -hmm. and so there's a nice snowball effect that can happen that makes it worthwhile again if your people are on that platform right so um I just thought that that is the place to start and the place to focus Mm -hmm. as a business owner is think about it as a channel to help your people all right um when I'm one of my kind of overarching thoughts here is like, don't just get on social as like a hamster wheel. I think a lot of people get burnt out when they just, well, yeah. they've, this especially is true for entrepreneurs. It's like, Oh, I'm supposed to be doing all these things. I yeah. have to be doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky place because the comparison trap is real. So I would just encourage people like step back. I have to do this. Week, on, on the weekly with myself, like step back and think, wait, what is the purpose mm-hmm. of going on to LinkedIn or mm-hmm. to interacting on LinkedIn? And then what are the things that, that make sense with that?
1: Yeah. I love, I love the perspective that you brought today with keeping it. Th- My favorite takeaway too, was just flipping the switch, just thinking about the perspective that others have when they're looking at your page. Yeah. If you can keep that in mind, I think it'll take away some of the stress and simplify the process for you.
0: Yeah, so if you're trying to work on your page and you actually want more of a step-by-step guide, like I said, um, the Land Your Ideal Job course has all of that in it. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to greenhousecoaching.co slash membership and get access to the course there. But also, um, I just wanted to mention we have this really great tool called the, the Career Transition Planner. And so anyone who's in some type of transition I think it's very normal to, th- to be stuck thinking like, I don't even really know where to start because this is just overwhelming. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even know how to think through like, what's possible for me? What would be my approach and my plans and where do I go from here? And so the planner is a very simple guide that just uses some of the questions we have in coaching to say, all right, start to think through like the timeline and the money and what you want and what you don't want. And by the end of it, you just feel a lot lighter. So a link is in the show notes you can download and just check out that planner.